from RC Cornball, my best friend since preschool is Summer Weingarten. What I'm about to tell you happened right here in Cloverdale, Indiana, where we live. It happened to me, and Summer, and a few other people. Here are some of them. Not in any kind of order, okay? Rod and Todd, the Dorkmeister twins. Like, they aren't really twins, just two guys who share one brain. More about them later. Spike and Scooter. A lot more about them later, too. Summer's cousin Steve, who joined the army last year, he's not in the story at all. But some of his clothes are. Herb Sorek, this, like, handyman guy, he comes to your house and fixes stuff. Like your garbage disposal, when you turn it on and there's a fork down inside it and it, like, eats the fork and jams, you know? Uh, anyway, he's in the story. Melching, the donut king is in the story, but not until way at the end. With two big locations. Ah, doorknobs. I knew I had two more. Doris Trowbridge is in the story a lot. People in town call her Weird Doris. Jewel Deluxe. But me and Summer don't. Manufactured by Higgins and Son, Pittsburgh, 1934. Not that she isn't. Weird, I mean, because she totally is. These are little beauties. Welcome to They Call This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie. We are part of the Main Damie Network, and to find more from us, check out the website, themaindamie.com, or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at The Main Damie. We are also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This a Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio. With me, as always, is Dan Aquino and Mark Meyer. Say hello, gentlemen. Oh, this movie. <laughs> oh, God. I, I just had one thought pop in my head while watching this movie why does everything that occurred before september 11 just feel like a fever dream that doesn't seem real like we all lived through it but it just seems like a completely different like reality we were too high on ourselves we could do no wrong <laughs> yep movies were getting green lit left and right man it's just just everything about the the settings is just like the bitter end of that that time period when we were all so naive yeah that's very true <laughs> this the movie that we're covering tonight is just one giant thanks i hate it <laughs> oh don't be so hard on it before we get into this movie guys what have you been watching this i've been watching a lot of old school wrestling i don't know why i've been watching a uh, a youtube channel called uh, old school wrestling these three Irish guys, and they just go over all the old wrestling. And it, I didn't realize, like, thank God I watched this stuff as a kid because it's terrible now. <laughs> I didn't realize how bad it was. Just like everyone is not really good at selling. There was so, there was so many poor wrestlers too. I, just, I don't remember there being so many poor wrestlers. Right. It, it was like right. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Mr. Perfect. And then that was kind of it. Everyone else was just kind of iffy. Uh, like Razor Ramon was good, but then everyone else just kind of sucked. Yeah, so by poor wrestlers, you mean Hulk Hogan? Oh, oh yeah. The Ultimate Warrior, he was bad. Like Macho Man was good. Ray, uh, Flair was good. But yeah, it's just like I, I was watching a Royal Rumble. And <laughs> you had like, like Man of War was coming out at 18. And then uh, the Bushwhackers. Just well, like... Was was that the one where the one bushwhacker came in a ring, did their thing, got thrown out, and then just kept doing their little march? Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, he he was in the ring for like two seconds and immediately <laughs> gets thrown out. Well, like hacksaw Jim Duggan. Like it's it's cr I have I have that action figure of hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> Duggan uh, actually wasn't a bad wrestler. He just got trapped into a terrible gimmick like most of those late '80s WWF stars did. It just kind of shit all over my childhood. <laughs> yeah. I, these guys are funny. Um, I recommend, I, and I brought it up 
prior to the recording, but for any listeners out there who might enjoy wrestling, check out OSW, the, the channel OSW. Very funny guys. They, they point out a lot of, they, they critique a lot of interesting, you know, like big cells, like guys hitting and missing completely. It has me talking in like an Irish brogue at times because <laughs> every other word is like the C word out of them. Mm. So like, oh, Vince McMahon, that cunt. <laughs> <laughs> He's just jobbing over here. I, I'm sitting here laughing my ass off, and Jen just, I, I could see Jen wants to shoot me. You you are the ultimate accent mimic. I'm terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm <laughs> no, so bad. No, it's nothing to apologize. It's, <laughs> I know, like, two people in my life that are like that, and I didn't find out you were one until we did that one shot, and Ant was doing that southern accent. And you would keep drifting into the southern accent in your conversations I, with. I'm so um, sorry. I can't help it. It's so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I can say like a couple things, and then if I go further than two words, it's it's done. <laughs> I lose it. And my other friend can only tell me what another friend says who's from England in that guy's English accent. <laughs> like she goes, and then he said, "Well, I, you know," and then just yeah. goes into the accent, and it's. I, you guys, you guys fascinate me because I can I, barely do an accent, as everybody has found out on Stranger Damies. So someone that can just do it, not at will, like an expert like thing, but just not even think about it and just start talking in the accent. My, it's just uh, amazing. <laughs> my, my one sister is dating a gentleman from England, so she she would check in with him like twice a day while she was visiting us. So just to be a, a dick... Whenever she was on the phone, I would just do random. I would do like the old Cockney accent, like "Oi, right, Christine, it's time for dinner." You know, just like really laying it in thick. Shine your boots, governor. How, how about a smile? Just like really like laying it on thick, and I could hear him in like, "Who's that?" Yeah, my, <laughs> it's, it's my brother. I'm just glad like that a totally has... normal sounding guy too. Just like, oh, who's that? You know. I'm I'm glad that the video is on so Ann can see that Dan can't do that accent without moving his arms. <laughs> yeah, I got I got to do the the side to side kind of. I don't what what are some I don't know. Uh, we won't take the lift. Michael Kane. <laughs> yeah, Michael Kane. I was I was watching a review of um Jaws the Revenge. They specifically mentioned the part where he uh, he's getting off the plane. <laughs> and and the shark attacks. Right. Oh bloody hell! Uh, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Mark, what about you? What have you watched this week? Uh, the only the only thing I watch is the thing that uh, I watch every Friday with Daniel is uh, Wandavision. So far, um, I think we've all seen up to the last episode. It's pretty good. I mean, I like I like the slow drip of stuff they've done in terms of reveals and. I can sort of have an idea of what's going on with things and then sort of throw it out to Dan and he either confirms or maybe explains it a little better, which is that's been the fun part about watching it with him is to be able to have that instant reaction instead of texting or something without knowing if the other person has seen it. The one thing I did notice is that I didn't know how I don't want to say great or good or or put a put a, a superlative like that on it, but how consistent of an actress Elizabeth Olsen is like at no point everything she does when either talking or just in silence when something's going on around like nothing seems like forced or out of place I don't know how exactly to describe it I don't know if it's great like it's the whole scene where you know she's just standing there and things are happening around her and she's just basically reacting to it and she kind of just stays in that form and doesn't, it, it was just, it's just really, this series has shown me that, you know, she's very reliable of an actress. You're not going to get a poor performance out of her. You may never get an Oscar winning or anything, but she won't hurt your movie or TV show. And I think that's the biggest revelation I've had through six episodes. There was a, um, a tweet I saw and it was, uh, a, a, you, you know, the Leonardo DiCaprio meme of him pointing at the screen mm-hmm. yeah. from uh, Once Upon a Time. And it was just like everything on the on the left side, everything from WandaVision and on the right side, Mephisto, 
Mephisto. Mephi- <laughs> like everything is Mephisto. And like we just, Mark and I were, are at my house. We're just constantly like, oh, that that might be Mephisto doing that, or that's something <laughs> that Mephisto would have done. Classic <laughs> Mephisto. Oh, that old Mephisto. <laughs> you gotta look out for the. the he's he's a wild one. But uh, uh, man, I love that show. The first two episodes were terrible, and I just I remember like, oh, this is so slow, and then. But that's a TV show. Mm-hmm. That's how TV shows are, and I completely yeah. forgot about it. So yeah. I think I, I was definitely too harsh on the first two episodes. Uh, as for me, I watched One Division. I liked it. A couple of movies I watched don't really need to get into either. Both Netflix films that my wife put on. One was All the Boys for Always and Forever. Whatever the third one is. P.S. <laughs> I love you. Right? Is, is that what it is? No. Uh, that's an no. actual movie. That's that's a yeah no. The only only notable thing is that they t- their senior trip is in New York City and that just sounds miserable to me. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> that's such a disappointment. As someone that didn't have a senior trip because of 9/11, as the te- as the uh, school said, uh, was their excuse. <laughs> you you uh, could just see them just like fist pumping a little bit. Like, oh thank God. Yeah, we don't gotta take those bratty kids because it was like uh, my senior trip would have been like 2003 <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> years later. They're yeah, milking that 9-11. Can't chance it. Can't oh. chance it. Oh, man, man, we can't take any senior trip. You know, remember when Kennedy got shot? <laughs> They're milking that 9-11 uh, utter for two years. Uh, but watch that. Who cares? And then I watched, she put on Penguin Bloom, which is like a true story about Australian woman that she gets paralyzed and she... Then the family kind of rescues some sort of bird, and through the healing power of healing this bird, she finds the strength to move on, blah, blah, blah. Naomi Watts is in it. It wasn't bad, but who cares? It's like a six. But the one thing I did start watching, it's a rewatch, and I haven't watched this in about 20 years. It's been C-Lab 2021. That, was, that show uh, fucking holds up, man. <laughs> that was Adult Swim, correct? Adult Swim, yeah. Okay. Now explain, what is that show? I would see it, and I never watched it. So there was a show called C-Lab 2020 in the 1970s, which okay. was like poorly animated a show about these adventures that happened on there, underneath the sea in this C-Lab. So there's, there's dolphins, probably like, there's probably like an underlying conservation message or something like that. And I think it probably lasted like a season or something like that. So at least in the first, in the original episodes of C-Lab 2021, they just recycled the animation and just did these off the wall kind of storylines with, with stupid characters and saying stupid things and doing stupid things. Eventually it grew out where they didn't really reuse the animations anymore. They did their own animations and, but it still continued to go out crazier and crazier uh, storylines, but Oh yeah, it's, it's probably one of my favorite adult swim shows ever. Um, it was one of the originals. So it was like Brack show, oh, see that yeah. 2021, Octane hunger force. Those were like the, the core group of the originals and it's just so funny to me was that, was that space ghost coast to coast as well so space ghost coast to coast was like like in mid 90s it originally came out oh really okay yeah because i remember watching that i think it might have been on like mtv or comedy central or something like that okay yeah, i remember seeing it a long long time ago but that's where and the that, brack show originated from so I, brack i'm looking Zorak were from that i'm looking at pictures of c lab 2021 it's kind of like a uh, what's the um, what's that other adventure show? It's like Johnny Johnny Quest, sort of Johnny, Johnny Quest. Quest animation. Yes. Yeah, it's it was like a Hanna Barbera cartoon. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I remember this show now. Okay, it was long forgotten. It's on HBO Max. So if you if anybody has HBO Max and you haven't seen C Lab 2021, I suggest it if you're into just bizarre humor. Yeah, definitely. that's kind of our up our alley. Yeah, and that's really all I watched. The only thing worth mentioning. But yeah, that's it. So we're going to get into next, this week's movie. But before we do, we're going to take a break and listen to some ads because we got to pay those bills, baby. We'll be right back. And welcome back. And now it's time to get into this week's movie. And we got a doozy, bit, ladies and gentlemen. Were you about uh, to say bitch? <laughs> I was going to say baby. Oh, uh, okay. We got a doozy, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now I kind of wish that I said I was going to say bitch. No, nope. uh, ladies and gentlemen. We got a doozy for you. So this week was my pick, and we were talking off air that we we each have our own role in choosing movies. Dan picks sandals and sand movies that we we were supposed to ban, and we don't, and then we're nobody's happy. <laughs> 
Mark skirts the line between bad movies and just sort of movies that are kind of good but kind of cheesy. And then I pick off the wall movies that no one expects, and sometimes we hate them and sometimes we love them. I think this week is the former. So I picked the reason why I picked this is we have we had talked about this movie about a year and a half ago because we watched a movie from this director already. It was Night of the Comet, and we went on. I don't know, a five or ten minute conversation about a movie about two girls that turn rats into prom dates, which is sort of the story, but not quite. The movie is 2000's Rats, a Showtime original movie, Rats with a Z. So I watched this movie when I was 15, yeah. and I don't know why. <laughs> it came on at like 6.30 in the morning one day and watched it to the end. So probably sleep deprivation made me watch it. This is the second time you've seen this movie? <laughs> At least. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> no, wait a minute. I you may mean... have seen this at least twice in the same year when I was 15. Okay. We're going to rewind a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. Let's do it. <laughs> I, I, uh, this has gone on record. I have been given shit for having <laughs> watched The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen oh, yeah. more than once. Uh-huh. Six times to be exact. Now you're telling me, you're telling me you've seen the movie Rats more than one time. Well, now I've seen it four times. That's a lot of times. Well, I'll tell you the reason why it's different, man. I'll tell you the reason why it's different. Yeah, I would love to hear this. (laughs) Well, because you have gone on record with the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and saying you think it's it's okay. It's just fine, right? Sure. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. In terms of rats, I love this movie. Oh, come on. This is... Mark, are you believing this? No, not this time. (laughs) This this is just... This is foul play, man. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. uh, I mean, right even down to the the tagline of this movie. It's just perfect. What is the tagline? Oh, I'm going to tell you. Because it's on the poster. And it's glorious. Because it just sums up... It sums up what we're talking about. This pre-9-11 self uh, self-aggrandizing uh, attitude tagline is change two rats into guys whatever perfect <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think i would have probably made that up just out of nowhere <laughs> whatever oh yeah i enjoyed this movie i'm not even i'm not even joking yeah uh, unabashedly so terrible so terrible but kind of kind of great in its yeah. in its terribleness but uh, where are you guys coming from with rats with a Z? Wow. I'm j- I'm trying to process this whole thing now. <laughs> I, I feel like I can always just pull... The- well, no, I can't because you just admittedly love this. So I can't even <laughs> use this against you like in future fights about movies. Like, oh, I'm not going to listen to the guy who enjoys rats. I can't do that anymore. Um, <laughs> ah, yeah. L- listen, I hated this movie. <laughs> This was just like the entire time I was thinking Anthony just decided violence. <laughs> I don't well not but now at least I it I understand it. With Love on a Leash, I think that was just you were choosing a movie that was batshit batshit crazy for the sake of this podcast. Mm-hmm. So now it's like all right, well rats, I wanted to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just not good. Not good at all. He seems so upset. About five minutes into this movie, I said, what did we do to Ant? (laughs) (laughs) Like, why? It felt like a movie I should have watched based on the things I was watching around the time period that this was released. But maybe we didn't have Showtime. So maybe that is why I never saw it before this. The one good thing this did was uh, lead me down a IMDb hole where I found out that got reminded of the... A gymnastics movie from the early 2000s that Jeff Bridges did called Stick It, I believe. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that movie existed. So that was probably the only positive to come out of this experience. So much of this movie is just it felt like a a Disney Channel original movie that Disney was just like, "Eh, nah, I don't think so. (laughs) Because all of it like there were there were some good gags in it. I'll give it that. There were definitely moments in the movie that felt like something I would have watched on Disney in, in terms of things going on. I'm assuming Ron Silver needed a paycheck. 
<laughs> and, you know, that's basically where I was coming from. I, I got the same idea. I didn't think Ant would love it as unabashedly as he, he is. I had just thought he got upset that we'd been watching a lot of good movies over this year and just thought he dropped the hammer. That's uh, what I thought, too. With rats. <laughs> this podcast but. has taken a turn. I, I got to bring it back. <laughs> I, I can't even explain it, man. It's so awful. But I just love how ridiculous it is and how, yeah, just just so so out there for a kid's movie. I yeah. don't know. I'll tell you what, there's one line in this movie that I really, like, I liked. Not that I really liked, but there's a line where the, I I forget what the, I don't remember any of the characters' names because I'm not wasting time on that. Uh, the, The one blonde who's super into herself, she, like, wins a pageant or whatever, but she's asking. Jennifer Martin. Oh, yes. So Jennifer is asking the two main characters to skip the dance and watch like to like babysit someone a dog yeah so dog so to dog sit and you're like oh you know you could uh you could hang out at my place order some pizzas and it'll probably be better than going to the dance i was like yeah that sounds fucking great i would (laughs) love to do that this girl gets it yep that's the only part that i agreed with in this movie (laughs) i mean i laughed way harder than i should have at the point when she walks up with the lamp and she goes, it's a nightlight, get it? I <laughs> laughed way harder than I needed to. <laughs> but then she ruined it by asking her if she has enough iodine in her diet. Yeah, but but the nightlight joke was pretty good. And I really didn't, but looking back on it, I probably should have searched Amazon to see if there was a nightlight out there. <laughs> just just to go with my Christmas story lamp <laughs> that is here. Yeah. But yeah, that that was like the thing where there was enough, enough chuckles in it that it was passable at times but it, like i said it just seems like either it was too crazy for disney or something it just felt like this was like one of those things that just got picked up because a producer had a connection at showtime after disney said no that's all i can keep saying about it. that's all that's in my head do you know how bad of a movie you have to be for disney to say no to it <laughs> especially at this time they picked up everything like this <laughs> i don't know guys i I chuckled at a couple jokes here and there. <laughs> the uh, the mushroom part was kind of funny. <laughs> <they>? <laughs> uh, two mushrooms <laughs> that don't pay attention to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's two mushrooms that stand around and no one pays attention to. Uh, okay, that's funny. I, right. I get it. And then it when that. she sh- when Jennifer Martin shows up at the end to to bring her with the to the the spring fling and she she says when did you break up? She like the boyfriend's gonna drive them and she's yeah. like well when did you broke when did you break up with him? Oh, sometime this evening. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's gonna happen. Uh, I there there was too many too much stuff going on. I think instead oh, it's of it's, all over. This yeah. movie is is like it's got ADD. Yeah, I, they had a couple too many storylines going on, uh, which really really drives away from the the main plot. Because now I'm trying to decide, like, what you know, like, what's the most important part here? Is it the the girls with the rats, or is it the hostage situation <laughs> that we got going on here? Yeah, it takes a weird turn. Yeah, it becomes a hostage situation of a person that isn't being a hostage. <laughs> so I, I, there's a creeper in it, but he's not a creeper. The the Swedish rats, the missing boy. I, <laughs> It was just a lot to take in, Anthony. He shows up as the Donut King's wife's nephew and speaks only Chinese. (laughs) And then, like every so, like everyone forgets that he exists, except for except for Rod. Was there Rod and Todd? Rod and Todd. Yeah, that's those are the only two I remember, (laughs) and they're just as corny as their Simpsons counterparts. Yeah. Yeah, I. I don't know, man. I just, I don't, I don't get, and in the comments, the comments, everyone loved it. Everyone in the comments, this is great. Thank you so much. I love this movie. Childhood favorite. You people were bad, man. Like <laughs> what oh, happened man. to us? Uh, just such a time capsule with the frosted yeah. tips, the bell bottom jeans. Oh yep. man. It's wonderful. The, now the main character, the main girl who's narrating Yep. She's been in a few things. She was yeah, she waiting. Okay. She was uh, in Stick It. Okay. And then she's she was in, in that uh American, American Dreams, Dreams show. The Britney Snow show. 
So this was kind of like a down. No, waiting would be more of a downgrade for her because she's getting hit on by a 30 year old Ryan Reynolds. Sure. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Dating rats and then that. Look, yeah. if I'm being honest, the reason why I probably watched this when I was 15 was probably because I thought the girls were cute because they were my age. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that probably now, got me sticking around. No, I, th- I I was thinking it would be because of it would be because of your sister, but she was older at that time, so she probably would not have cared about this. She movie. watched this movie, and oh. I bet you she likes this too. If I if I text her right now, I'm gonna text her right now. We're gonna find <laughs> out live on this podcast if she remembers this movie. Yeah. Oh I, wow. I, I feel I feel that the blonde Summer, I think her name is. Yep. Um, yes. If she was a slightly better actress, it might have been wouldn't have felt like a reject Disney movie. Like I think she drags it down a lot. She's um, not that good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and the uh, and Marcy, Marcy, right? She every once in a while I started to notice and she stopped it, but she started to have like that Mitch from Days and Confused. Days and Confused, where anytime she had to show emotion or something, she did the same thing. Like she'd grab her temples when she would need to get mad. And I was getting slightly annoyed at that, but then she didn't do it as she went along. Only because I started noticing it. If I don't notice it, you know, and someone has a tick like that, it's fine. But it's just like every single time. Yeah, I, I feel as much as these movies tend to really only have one or two good actors in it, even even the ones when you go back and watch some, some of those Disney original channel, original movies. And the ADD thing is most pressing on the voiceovers. That yeah. That's where I saw it the most. Sure. But there's a reason for that, though. We find out at the end why the v- voiceover is all over the place. Yeah, because she do. was writing it. <laughs> she's reading from oh, a D-grade right. paper. <laughs> and yeah, why would you do that? Why would you make it a D? Right? That's basically telling on yourself. Like, well, yeah, this movie she, sucks. They, she says, because it was supposed to be be based on a true story and no one believed her you could have just fixed that it could have just been write a story that's it that's all you got to do oh and by the way the uh the land the time before cell phones being prevalent as well yes they were their big goal was to get a phone in their room and when they couldn't get the the older woman on the phone at her shop it was all of a sudden no idea how to find her (laughs) right it's impossible now (laughs) i again just just too much going on (laughs) Too much going on. I thought the ending was strange. I, I didn't get why. Why was the night there? There it was. A, it was a bit. Yeah, but it it doesn't add anything. Like there's like a, a joke at the end where the night could scratch the car, the police car. Oh. It is like what is this? Make someone make it make sense. <laughs> For the love of God. Yes. Okay. So rats from 2000 written and directed by tom eberhardt who also directed night of the comet and captain ron stars vanessa lenges caroline elliott kathy baker ron silver shaylin simmons jake seeley levi james kyle labine graham wardle barbara tyson and tanya Solnier. it has an imdb score of 6.1 and a rotten tomato score of 56 percent uh, there is no box office because it premiered on Showtime June 9th, 2000. I, I think that's a higher Rotten Tomato score than Batman v Superman. <laughs> oh, it certainly is. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> I love it. Oh, God. It's beautiful. That's great. <laughs> you guys want to get... we have uh, rats turn into guys? No, yeah. it's, it's severely lacking in that aspect. <laughs> you guys want to get into the plot? Sure. Do it. Dan, what do you got for us? Okay, so as you know, going to give a quick shout out to our friend Tia and her podcast, The Top 10 with Tia. It's a weekly podcast where Tia and her friend Brittany go over top 10 lists. So you can follow her uh, on Twitter at TC underscore Stark. She's a good friend of the podcast. She also writes for Geek Vibes Nation. I think she's their head writer. She's she's a big shot. She's a uh, a big wheel down at the Geek Vibes Nation factory. Uh, so go give her a follow, and uh, yeah, that's it. All right, great. And we are going to be right back, but before we do, we're going to take a me- minute to listen to some messages from friends of the podcast. So we will be right back. Hey, everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. 
Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. It's me, George, from the best little horror house in Philly, the show where we talk about the best horror movie ever made, according to our guest at least. We've talked about groundbreaking classics like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Alien, but we've also got a lot of great ones coming up, including some very fun guests like Len Kabazinski of Swamp Zombies and Red Letter Media fame, Caroline Williams, the star of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and Chase Williamson from John Dies at the End. So make sure you're subscribe to the best little horror house in philly and i'll see you boils and ghouls over there and welcome back and now it's time to get into the plot for rats with a z we open on some great turn of the century after effects credits with some doo-wop music as we pull out on a generic main street that is preparing for the spring fling we got a voiceover as a high schooler marcy describing the players of the story we're about to see including her best friend summer a couple of idiots called Rod and Todd, a pair of rats, a plumber, the Donut King. Kathy Baker is a weird lady that owns an antique shop. I, I really enjoyed the arrows, mm-hmm. the, the 90s MS Paint arrows put into every scene. Very, yep. very, very reminded me of the time. This, yes. this, this intro goes on for far too long. It's like a 10-minute mm-hmm. intro. Yes. Yeah. And it reminded me of uh, how much tie-dye was a thing. <laughs> it was a thing in the, 90, in the late 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud to say I never owned a, an article of tie-dye clothing. I did not either, but I feel like every rec softball team had, like, tie-dye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from for what sure. I remember from my sister's uh, team. The sister that doesn't remember this show? So, yes. We texted my sister, and she says she does not remember this movie. So she's either a liar or she is turning 40 this year, and they say <laughs> the first thing that goes is the memory. Oh, man. It's actually, the first, it's actually mentioned in this movie. <laughs> well, if Memories, you're going to... If you're going to uh, get rid of something to make some space, I'm glad she chose rats with a Z. <laughs> I 100%. I will go to my grave. She watched this movie. We'll put it on your tombstone. Yes. <laughs> she watched rats. And a little kid calls Kathy Baker weird looking. And then a precursor to Regina George by the name of Jennifer is also in this movie. And we get to see our heroes go through the torture of 2000-era orthodontics, which I was also subjected to. Then she describes the spring fling, which includes a carnival and a dance. A dance in which Marcy and Summer have never been asked to dance while at. Then we rewind to say that Doris loves yard sales. And she accidentally haggles for a box that she can't open. And we meet Ron Silver, who plays Herb Sorek, and he and Doris Nerdy Flirt. Well, how much did she actually haggle? Accidentally haggled. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's was, was like she was just talking, and the guy just kept lowering the price because he just wanted to get rid of the box. Yeah. Ron Silver, a two-timer on this show. Yep. Uh, he was in Time Cop. Also a two-timer. Uh, the girl that plays Jennifer was the girl on the beach with Chuck in Good Luck Chuck. Oh. Yep. That's unfortunate. Oh. Yeah. Sorry to. Sorry that she had to go that way. Isn't it? It's it's pretty cool that we have this little uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon yep. on our show going right here. Yeah. And the six rest degrees is, of the rest they called this a movie. So, so is this the first they call this a movie? How it started? How it's going? <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking now we have we have to do the we have to finish the trifecta for this director. We have to watch Captain Ron. Captain Ron. Oof. Yeah, that probably fits into this this, this show. I love Captain Ron. (laughs) (laughs) We cut back to Doris at her shop where Marcy and Summer help her organize her shop and they make her feel bad for growing old because that's the first thing to go is your your memory. And they have a great joke about a nightlight. It's a pretty good joke. What I like is Summer's reaction because she doesn't get it. That gave me a chuckle. (laughs) And then, you know, instead of some normal joke they make, they mention iodine in the diet. Yeah. That's the reason for her being very dim-witted. Yeah. It, less is more there. You you sure. have you have it where she doesn't get it. Maybe the the shopkeeper just kind of gives like that kind of look like, "Oh, okay. Just you're an idiot. I get it." <laughs> yeah. I'm actually looking up what uh, a low iodine deficiency causes. Fatigue, increased sensitivity to cold, constipation, dry skin, weight gain, puffy face, 
muscle weakness, and elevated blood cholesterol levels. So not stupidity. Okay. So maybe uh, maybe low iodine was a big thing in 2000. You know what? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I remember the the great iodine shortage of 2000. <laughs> I remember that. Because there would be no other reason than for that to be brought up here than it was like a topical thing at the time. Yeah, yeah it was just an obscure joke that the, yeah. the writer had. My my parents would uh my parents were stockpiling iodine. <laughs> and then we cut back to the orthodontist, and the orthodontist forces Marcy and Summer to chew tablets to make their teeth turn black to show where they haven't brushed. And this whole scene just ends with Summer smacking Marcy in the face with the bathroom door. As they Which walk leads street, to nothing, to be honest. Yep. <laughs> As they walk down the street, they run into Jennifer, who is being honored for being Junior Miss Indiana at the Spring Fling. She wants them to dog-sit a dog that she was supposed to, but can't and for them to skip the dance. Then we get a flashback of Jennifer taking them, talking down to them when they were younger. And they had a play where Jennifer played a princess, and they played a couple of mushrooms that had no lines, which is also a pretty good joke. Yeah. Yeah, it's also had another good line, and I just remembered near the end, Marcy goes, get to the point because I'm leaving in 10 seconds, whether you do or don't. There you go. Essentially. <laughs> so you guys are liking this movie more already. Mm, let's not go that far. <laughs> Turn me by the end. That's the whole point. But Marcy tells Jennifer they can't because they have dates, which they obviously don't. But meanwhile, Doris opens the box and finds a ring, but she can barely see it. So she wishes her eyes were better, and they all of a sudden get better. Marcy and Summer go to talk to Rod and Todd to ask them to take them to dance. But then Todd rides his bike into a bunch of trash cans on purpose because he thinks it's hilarious, and it kind of is. So the <laughs> yeah. girls get turned off and walk away. <laughs> I, I was I I'm glad that they didn't do the obvious joke there with the burping of the ABCs. Gotcha. Yeah, I thought that's what they were going for. They they mentioned that oh well, Todd's just gonna belch the ABCs to me, and I'm I'm glad that they didn't. Yeah, so I'll give a point there. Yeah, Summer, don't you say that Todd calls you? Yeah, he only calls me to burp the ABCs. Yeah. Which is such a king move. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Mark, I. I hope you weren't doing that. That's <laughs> how did you get girls in high school? For being the ABCs. <laughs> I didn't, so maybe that's what I was missing. Exactly. I mean, there is a there's an equation going on, and you're not seeing the uh, the constant. Right. Right now, there's there's a girl I went to high school with who was just thinking, why didn't Dan burp the ABCs to me? Get her so fucking wet. Oh God. <laughs> Before you know. <laughs> Uh, usually I'm all for this stuff, but, uh, that just churned my stomach. <laughs> well, now, do you have to burp? No, no. Is it gas? I think it's gas. <laughs> so they go back to Doris's store and Doris now has a beehive hairdo and she seems like she's gone off the rails. She also mentions she turned a lamp with a knight on it into a real knight, but he ran out. So Doris gives the ring to the girls and Summer asks for guys to take them to the dance, but nothing happens. And then Doris tries and it fails. So the girls turn on her favorite soap opera and they run away, leaving Doris to attempt to figure out what the ring's powers are. While she does, she trips over her own two feet and hurts herself and then asks for the legs of her favorite soap opera star and it works. So Doris gives herself a full makeover to look like the soap, soap opera star Regina Lee Savage and pays Marcy and Summer a visit. Yeah, which, tell- by the way, Regina Lee Savage is, is such a 90s soap opera name. It's a good name. For, yeah, for a character. Yeah. She tells them that she figured out what the ring's powers are. It's not genie rules, it's Cinderella rules. So you can't wish for something out of thin air, but you can turn one thing into another thing. And then she just so happens to have two boys in the back of her car that hop out and she drives off. She tells Marcy before she leaves... That the boys were the rats in the cave. Summer's mom comes out, mistakes the boys for foreign exchange students from Sweden, brings them inside for some drinks, and they try to call Doris at her shop, but she doesn't answer. So the rat boys go nuts, eating everything in the kitchen until they spot a cat. So Marcy takes the cat and uses it as a threat to force the rat boys into the garage, but the rat boys immediately eat through the garage door. So so many moments in this movie could have could have been solved with the current technology of a find my phone sort of thing. Like they could have pinged the location of, of Doris and later the moms could have pinged the location of their daughter and stuff like that. Um, all this is reminding you of how easy it was to be a writer back then, Mm -hmm. because you don't have to write around the technology at the time to draw this, uh, suspense. And also the idea that rats are mimics apparently in terms of speech, which I did not know was a, 
a thing rats did. So Summer's mom thinks it's a good idea to bring the boys to the mall. Along the way, she tries to teach them English. Meanwhile, Doris goes to the supermarket and gets mistaken for Regina Lee Savage, the soap opera star. She tries to talk to her, but she starts to hubbub because of her new look. So much so that the mayor shows up and asks her to be the guest of honor at the Spring Fling. At the mall, the rap boys wander off by themselves and catch the eye of Jennifer Martin, who's at the food court with some other mean girls. The one thing that that impressed me in, in terms of uh, the time period this was written was how forward-thinking the mother was. And just like, oh, you want to hang out with boys? Sure, go ahead. Why don't I let you go alone to the mall with them? <laughs> the, these guys that obviously do not look in your age group. Yeah. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. The So we were going off rat logic here where they eat all the time. So the first thing that popped in my head was like, well, they're going to want to bone someone because yep. rats, that's, that's the euphemism. They, like, that's what they do. They multiply. <laughs> so Well, that, I, they do make that mention. They yeah. say that they're, they're sort of like boys, basically. Yeah. So I was, and I'm hurt by that, by the way. All right. That's not all I care about, ladies. All right. I will treat you right. Just don't tell my wife. Uh, <laughs> no, so... I didn't think that they would really mention that, being that this is a, you know, it's a young teen movie. But no, they they go right into it. Like, yeah, they like to eat, they like to run, and they mate. Yep. Yeah, it was it was a thing I didn't think they were gonna bring up, but they do. So Jennifer steals the rat boys from Marcy and Summer, and then they steal them right back by tempting them with food. And the girls enjoy showing off the boys at the mall. So Marcy gets the idea to keep the rat boys around until after the dance. She reasons that rats aren't aren't very different from boys. They just need to keep them fed and busy so they wouldn't want to mate, as we mentioned. So Herb goes to Doris's shop and tries to sneak in to see what's going on because he thinks that Regina Lee Savage has done something to Doris. And he comes across a man in a full suit of armor standing in the alley very menacingly. I love the fact that the suit of armor never pays off. Yeah, this could be dropped (laughs) so easily. I just kind of love I love that attitude in this movie because it doesn't need that sort of attitude. We're just going to introduce shit, and it's not going to mean a damn thing to you. I, uh, <laughs> given, given recent, uh, you know, recent developments, so I want to see a meme of the the man in the suit of armor and the words, we live in a society. <laughs> uh, I, it's, like, it's like a David Lynch thing in a movie for, for tweens. It's like, <laughs> why is this suit of armor guy just hanging around, just dead staring Ron Silver in this alleyway? And it it does, very doesn't pay off. Yep, doesn't pay off. That's why I love it. <laughs> Eventually, he sneaks in. He finds a tape, and he starts watching it. Uh, it's kind of showing the transformation of Doors to Regina Lee Savage, and a cop knocks on the window. Meanwhile, we find out that the ring flew off Doris's hand because now it doesn't fit her because she lost weight during her transformation. But Rod and Todd now have it. So the girls buy a rat training for dummies and try to train the rat boys. They use food for positive reinforcement, and they go to Rod and Todd to get a cattle prod for negative reinforcement, totally missing the fact that Rod and Todd have the ring. So they bring the rat boys back to Summers and try to teach them how to dance. Summers rocking some bell bottoms, I made sure to notice. (laughs) Todd's mom makes him clean his room, even though she accidentally wishes for it with the ring. And then Todd wishes he had another family, and then he just up and disappears. I, then, the only okay. leap of logic in this movie, which there's plenty of them, the but only? the the one where it it tries to not explain it is why Todd is the only one that remembers Rod or whichever one it was. Like yeah. if, if he wishes me with another family, he shouldn't remember him like everyone else doesn't remember. Yeah, you know it. That's the only thing they don't explain or at least try to explain. And she movie. brings it up at the very end yeah. as something that her teacher commented on on her paper. Yeah. Like why was she and uh, why was she the only person that remembered things that happened? Why was Rod the only one that knew Todd disappeared? <laughs> Again, you're telling on yourself. <laughs> like these are things that they literally thought of. Like oh, how are we gonna figure this out? Uh, it doesn't need to be figured out. <laughs> we'll, we'll even point out that it makes no sense. I mean, look, it's a 2000 movie for for teens. I mean, if you're, and sometimes I just think it's at, at that point it's just like well. Go fuck yourself with your plot holes. You're not a genius because you figured out this plot hole. Doesn't matter. Oh. Just enjoy the movie. It's like it's like trying to poke holes in the time time travel aspect of Back to the Future. Like who gives a shit? Just watch the movie. But at least it's competent. <laughs> if that's the only thing stopping this movie from being competent, I could understand. 
but it's not. Man, simping for rats. Yeah, that's right. Z. Baby. <laughs> uh, l- listen, if you're gonna go down, man, I mean, Tom Eberhardt is my Zack Snyder. He's my boss. <laughs> God, uh, you know what? I'll let, I'm gonna let you have it. <laughs> they trap the rat boys in the garage as they go to get ready for the dance, and the rat boys start start learning how to speak properly. As Marcy gets ready for the dance, Mr. Sorek and the police show up asking questions about the whereabouts of Doris, but their only evidence is a videotape that got eaten up by the VCR. Oh, Marcy, man, uh, remember VCRs? <laughs> I work with them every day, so, yeah, they're not they're not great. They're very annoying. Marcy's mom tries to tries to get her to explain what happened, but she doesn't believe her, and she gets grounded for the trouble. Because she was about to admit it to the cop what was going on, and then gets pulled aside and was like, and, and here's a Maybe I missed it because maybe I was looking away. But at one point she says, what if I tell you there's a knight on the back porch? And mm-hmm. then they turn around. But they, I never see a shot of the back porch. Did they show the knight or did I miss that? So you see the knight in the window. Okay. But then when they go to look, it's not there. Okay. I must have missed the shot of it seeing it. I just thought it was like, it was just the one steady shot in the kitchen. It was like, hey, that thing's out there. Oh, no, it's not out there. No, uh, they had the shot. Okay. So while Marcy is grounded, Doris sneaks into Marcy's room, says that she's tired of being Regina Lee Savage. She's going to put everything back to the way it was, including turning the boys back into rats. Marcy tells her not to be so hasty. Marcy also tells her that the cops are looking for her, but they won't believe that she's still alive until she turns back into Doris. That's when Doris reveals that she lost the ring. She doesn't know where it is. Meanwhile, as Summer realizes the guys are starting to learn to talk and dress themselves, Jennifer Martin shows up. She tells Summer that she's there, escort the boys. She's there to escort the boys and Summer to the dance because Marcy was grounded, and she's gonna break up with her boyfriend who's supposed to be driving them. Which was a great, a great joke for me. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Well, after he drives them to the dance. Yeah. And it's gonna happen at some point after that. <laughs> so at some point tonight is when she broke up with them, is what she said. <laughs> at the police station, Herb winds up being the prime suspect in Doris's disappearance, but winds up pinning it on some other guy at the station just by telling another guy to sit in the seat. So then Rod calls Marcy's house to find out if she knows what happened to Todd, but her parents asked her, and they have no recollection of a Todd. Meanwhile, Marcy is snuck out to look for the ring at the supermarket. Doris is turning her car upside down, trying to find the ring, and Herb accidentally tries to stick up a couple of old ladies. And then Marcy shows up to the dance and sees Jennifer with the Rat Boys in summer and gets upset. Rod tries to tell her that Todd is missing, but she won't listen. She just wants to, to tell Summer how betrayed she is for going to the dance with Jennifer instead of her. Doris goes back to the shop and she sees the knight. Then Herb tries to pretend that he has a gun and pulls it on Doris, thinking she's a Regina Lee. And the girls, <laughs> the girls' moms call each other. Marcy's mom tells Summer's mom that some boy licked Summer at the mall. So they go <laughs> to take to take the girls away from the dance. Back at the dance, which for some reason has no music, which I think was just the file that we watched because we watched this on YouTube. Yeah, yes, so, copyright. Copyright. Jennifer gets bumped for Regina Lee, the Donut King, and the Donut King's wife's <laughs> nephew, which I thought was also pretty funny. Yeah, I, I like that um, the whole time in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, they mentioned the Donut King in the beginning. When the hell is it going to pop into this storyline? Mm-hmm. There seemed to be no point to insert it, and then they inserted it in the most absurd way at, yep. the, at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. And then Marcy, for some reason, starts to feel bad for Jennifer. But then the cops show up and tell the mayor that Regina Lee Savage is being held hostage by Herb, so Jennifer gets what she wants it wanted after all. Doris tries to explain what happened to Herb, but Herb doesn't believe it, and he tells her that Doris is a special person and she wouldn't know anything about Doris. And then the cops show up. At the dance, the girls' moms show up, so Summer pretends to faint in order to make them think she has a medical emergency. Instead, people walk all over her and ask if she's see- seen her face in the mirror, and that's why she fainted, which I kind of laughed about that. <laughs> and two girls walk off with the rat boys, who are neither hungry nor looking for exercise, which means they want to fuck. <laughs> which is a weird turn in this movie. <laughs> and Marcy talks around it as yep. they're leaving with the girls. You are going to lose it in the parking lot. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. that. Yeah, imagine saying that. You're going to lose it in the parking lot. That's, yeah. oh. It was in response to something. I don't remember exactly what they said. I think she might, they might have, she might have said, oh, they're rats. They're crazy. They're, and it was like, the girl was probably like, oh, Marcy, you've lost it. And she yeah. was like, well, you're going to lose it in the parking lot. Uh, just just that insinuation. It's so creepy. <laughs> Rod comes up and tells them that he found Todd and he says Todd wished for a new family. 
It turns out that the Donut King's wife's nephew is Todd, and he has the ring, but now he only speaks Chinese. So the girls take the ring and wish for everything to turn back into its original form, including Doris, who was in the middle of a police standoff, and the rat boys turn back into rats right before they try to have sex with the two girls in a car, and our two heroes get grounded by their parents. Herb tries to explain what happens to the cops, but he just mutters. Marcy goes back to the store and brings the rats to Doris' shop while the cops are still there trying to figure out what happened. Marcy hides the ring back in Doris' shop and wishes that everybody forgot about what happened that day. Right. The next except day, for this, except for that. Yeah. Maybe this didn't happen. Yeah, she made a couple of uh, uh, amendments to the wish about like Doris and Herb still getting together and then a few things here and there. And she also tells, she made, her mom forgets that she asked for a phone, which I don't think we ever actually saw. And then she tells her mom that basically she let her have a phone line. So the next day they go back to the shop to wish for Summer to get her own phone line. And Doris says she lost the ring once again. And then it turns out the story was being told as a term paper that Marcy wrote and got a D on it because it was supposed to be a true story. So she has to rewrite it. If it wasn't a true story, it wouldn't be six pages. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I rolled my eyes so hard at that. <laughs> and also, the they had the that... little gag about the ring. The guy that walks out of the store shakes the box he has, and you hear it rattle. Yeah. And the point is that Summer's an idiot. Yes. Which is, it's a refreshing turn, because you, I guess, I feel like you can't call kids idiots anymore. <laughs> She's a dumb blonde. Yeah. yeah. And it's a year later, and things are looking up. The girls don't hate Jennifer anymore, and they're... Happy to just dance with each other, but they don't need to because now Rod and Todd turn into less dorky versions of themselves. And Doris and Herb are still together, and Doris has braces, and everybody's just happy. And that's the end. That's the end of Rats, guys. The, the one thing we didn't mention throughout all this is I forgot that this was the era of choreographed dances between friends. They And apparently the Rat Boys learned it very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and so did uh, Rod and Todd. Yeah, yeah, so... It reminded me of, what is that, She's All That, Oof. where uh, Usher goes, remember that thing I taught you in gym class? Let's do yeah. it. I, what is the point of this movie? What, like, was, what, was, what was the message? They, so they're like, they're the treasure. They're like, they're their own best friends. When, yeah. were, when did we, when did that ever come up? About self-confidence, bro. What? It's being and believing what, in yourself. Then why do they need the rats? That's what the, they learned, that they didn't need the rats. The but real, never the true rats, the rats. Here, it were the friends they made along the way, right, which yeah. were none. The, the Rod and Todd. The, the, the rats serve no purpose the Donut King, in this movie. The Donut Jennifer, King. Jennifer yeah. wound up being a friend at the end. Oh my gosh. Listen, <laughs> the rats are not needed in this movie. The rats leave them at the end. They go dancing with the other chicks. Because they're hunks and they have frosted tips. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, grasping at straws 101 here. This is... We're just we're just stating facts, Dan. I mean, are you? I've already. Turned, I mean, those Mark, are the facts that I've happened in the Mark. movie. Mark is on I, my side at the end of this movie. I I don't believe a word I'm hearing. This is. Yeah. No, I'm just stating that his the facts are correct that those rats were frosted tip hunks. So of course they would go off whatever one at them. But it makes that's, no. That's a fact. The point I'm uh, the point I'm making is the the rats in the high, in the great scheme of this movie serve no purpose because they don't teach them anything. The the rats themselves don't teach them anything. They make a a huge mess of everything and they're just really in the way. It's like a monkey's paw situation once again. It's not. It it's is Wonder Woman 1984 all over again. It is because <laughs> they've asked for something that they thought was going to be the answer to their prayers. No, the yes. the shopkeeper wishes for it well she only asks for it because they had already asked for it but they didn't ask properly oh okay. it's a cinderella effect as they call yeah. it it right. still makes no sense so then the boys come in and terrorize their entire lives and through that traumatic experience of having these rat boys they realize that they don't need the rat boys or boys in their life so they but they go to the next year's dance they say I'm with my friends. We've got this great dance, and we're just going to live our lives, not worry about what Jennifer Martin says. And you know what? Now that we've stopped caring what Jennifer Martin thinks, well, we're friends. But then why do Rod and Todd show up? Because Rod and Todd got cool. That's yeah, like, so, oh puberty. my God. Yeah. It's, so we don't need boys, and the final shot is, is them dancing with boys. Because they got the confidence that they didn't need them, and then but the they got came. them. Oh, 
The rats don't matter. The rats don't give them confidence. It makes no sense. There's no reason. To, there's no reason to have these B and C plots either. Look, you could have. You could have focused on that part. You know who you're trying to. You know who you're being right now. Who being might Barney be? Gumble in the monorail episode. Telling Leonard Nimoy he didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> and the rats are just sitting there saying, didn't, didn't I? I? No. <laughs> it was the last great folly that they called this a movie ever embarked on. <laughs> it, again, I, I think you, you lose the whole hostage situation. You lose that. Get that sure. gone. Yeah. You get rid of the night. <laughs> you get rid of the night. No. no. I say more yes. night. No. You, you got to keep the night. You, you the, the night the night takes up a minute of this movie. So if I you're agree gonna... with you that the pl- the the hostage situation takes too much time away from the rats. You need yeah. more rat boys. You do. If you're gonna go with the night, I want the night to be like a Where's Waldo situation, where he's okay. just in the background sure. of no consequence to the scene. He's <laughs> just there. That's how you do it. You get rid of that. You get rid of losing Rod, because again, it means nothing means nothing it's one of those things that is only there for a joke like to be able to do that joke about the donut king's nephew like that's the only reason that whole plot point exists i i don't like it didn't like it uh because it it even pokes a hole in the 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 story that they have to say you know they make fun of at the end you know that whole plot line is just a giant you know plot hole so uh, like why couldn't the whole point be you know, they, they didn't have the confidence. They they wish for the Rat Boys. And then they, they kind of, like, they teach the Rat Boys what to do. They grow attached to the Rat Boys, but they realize it's it's not natural. It's an affront to God. And, like, the, the Rat Boys kind of teach them how they don't need them. Instead of the Rat Boys just being colossal fuck-ups. Well, they're rats. Yeah, but rats are intelligent. They make a point of that. Like, oh, they, like, they learn quickly. Also, why couldn't it be anything other than rats? <laughs> That's the name of the movie, man. Okay, so why couldn't we change it to something else? Like, why couldn't this be the the, the preteen version of Mannequin? Because that's the whole Cinderella connection: is rats, mice yeah. turn into the horses. That's a good point. Yeah. All right, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, you can't spell mice with a Z, so it's gotta be rats. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> all right, I guess that sounds like what all we got to say about rats. You guys want to plug your shit? Sure, uh, at the Aquino 122 that's the personal Twitter account, and then uh, follow us at Stranger Damies, that's the Real Play D&D account. We're gearing up for the second campaign. It's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of excite, very excite, so uh, come excite. check that out. Much excite, there we go. I'm, I'm not up on my, my Shiba Inu. Was Shiba Inu, is that yeah. what it is? Whatever. I believe so. Yeah, but uh, yeah, check the Twitter for that, and... Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're very excited. And uh, speaking of Stranger Damies, um, uh, we have our episodes air every Wednesday. Um, uh, I believe uh, before this episode would be our final character episode um, with Jen and Tom um, before we get into uh, campaign proper. Um, at this point, hopefully you guys have gone to twitch.tv slash gameballpod and have watched our full first session of campaign two. Hopefully it went well, and I didn't TPK everybody in the first session, um, and we'll be able to continue it. Um, so remember, episodes will be airing every other week, starting March 3rd, and then the middle thing will just be probably a short little podcast. I'm hoping no more than a half hour, unless if we get really deep into if I'm having a conversation about something or a decision or if a character dies or something like that. Maybe the in-between episode will last a little longer, um, but just sort of a... You know, just a grab bag of things that we could talk about or, you know, maybe uh, just just for the people that um, watch the whole session live so they have things to look forward to between sessions um, instead of just hearing the episode over again with any uh, editing and background noise I put in um, for it. So once again, that'll be um, it should still be on twitch.tv slash Pod. Um, if not, I'm not sure if Tom's going to transfer it to the YouTube channel, but check it out there if it goes there. Um, and then you can follow us, as Dan said, on Twitter for any updates for session dates or just questions that you may have. Um, any complaints, you can direct them towards at Tom Schuster on Twitter. Um, he'll he'll take it. Only one word complaints um, and just at and then the one word complaint. Um, that's all you need to do. Uh, and then... Um, we have the Game Ball Pod, speaking of Tom, airs every other Monday. 
Um, search for Game Ball Pod on all socials. Um, and then we stream about four or five nights a week. Um, it's Wednesday, Thursday, either Friday or Saturday, and then Sunday and Monday. So once again, that's all at uh, twitch.tv slash Game Ball Pod. Okay, great. And this is They Called Us a Movie. You could find us on Spreaker and wherever you get your podcast just by searching They Called Us a Movie. So Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, you can find us there. We're the mainnaming.com. That's our main website. And you can find us on all socials just by searching at the main naming. So that's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look for the main naming and we will pop right up. We're also a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com and on socials and all podcast streaming apps just by searching for Geek Vibes Nation. Tons of great shows, not just us, Top 10 with Tia, Kind of Nerdy Girls, Seen a Nerd, bunch of great shows. If you're into nerdy stuff, surely you will find a show for you. If you have any questions or comments, you could feel free to reach us at gmail at themaindamey at gmail.com it's a great place to send us some recommendations um if you would like to leave us a review and a rating that'd be great you can do it uh wherever you get your podcast just give us a five star rating and a review it helps us a great deal when it comes to getting seen and that's going to wrap it up this week the director of rats with a z is tom eberhardt so for dan aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony Lavecchio telling Tom Everhart, well, you certainly made a movie, didn't you?